Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained Problems for the batch chain one batch 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 welcome ladies gentlemen boys girls twilight mandalorian Jedi, Sith, and all you clones as well to another edition of I Got 99 Problems But a Bench Ain't One. Batch. Right. <laughs> was that, that I heard it back. Batch. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bad Batch Review Show brought to you by the new force order that's right your favorite star wars podcast is now doing a review show reviewing the bad batch now we already touched base on the first two episodes this 
um, episode, we'll be touching base on episodes three through five. Why, you may ask, is because they were very short. And we didn't feel like coming on three to separate times. We're talking about a, a small episode where we can uh, enlighten all the fans and uh, do it all in one shot. So we're busy. We're we... busy people. That's right. Now, before we go any further, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is God. Greek God Papa Don. That's right. That's me. Your boy, GGP. Ah, to the Greek, Greek God. Um... Alongside with me, I have a Sith Lord who is the hide-and-seek champion all the way on Exegol. So uh, uh, hit him with a hey-yo and introduce yourself. Hey-yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Dark Lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Revenkiss, the Butcher, your boy, Darth Spiridon. And last, but certainly not least, because he's number one in your heart, he is the Doctor of love but most importantly he is a doctor of thundernomics that's right the medical droid with the kung fu grip is back jack and he's here not only to steal your girl he's also here to review the bad batch but most importantly he's here to steal your thunder my friend do what you do best i am smarter than two would be more technical in fx ever the god of steel and thunder and the man who just had at least 12 parsecs Doctor Destroyer, Alex Ramon. Wow, wow, we must. Yes, very nice. My wife. This is my wife. This is my other wife. This is my girlfriend. This is my mistress. <laughs> I pay anyway. this one for sex. Yeah, very nice. Wow, wow, we are. This is my wife. <laughs> this is my other wife. <laughs> this is my mistress. This is my girlfriend. This is my sister. And this one I have to pay money for. But she worth it. Wow, wow, wee, wow. All right, so let's start with episode three. Episode three was called Replacements. Now, there's many meanings to this uh, word replacements for the episode like they usually do. Just a touch base, Doc, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but replacements could mean for this episode the replacement of parts on the ship. Sure. Could be the replacement of Omega for Crosshair on the squad. Possible. As, she's, as she is proving her value to the, to the uh, Bad Batch. And also a replacement of the Elite Squad or humans over clones. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely a triple, quadruple... Quintuple Anton, depending on how you look at the uh, at the word, which is very felonious. Felonious, I like that. It sounds dirty. Yeah, no, it's not. I'll take uh, it on a on a whole wheat toasted. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> we start off the episode. There's a nod to the Empire Strikes Back as they're in the ships. They have to ration their food portions, so they're about to eat some dinner. And what does uh, Hunter give Omega? A food stick. It's just like Empire Strikes Back where Luke is yep. eating it on Dagobah. So I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, they're flying in jump space, a.k.a. hyperspace, where they get thrown out of hyperspace because a power capacitor is blown. And no, power capacitor is not the newest member of the Bad Batch, but a, a part of the ship. 
they needed a new capacitor in order to get the ship going, so they ended what up crash capacitor. Yeah, <laughs> nine hundred ninety-nine gigawatts. Party the Libyans. Um. Anyway, um, they ended up landing, crash landing on a certain planet. Well, hey, um, wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, there's a funny part in a in a, in um uh back to the future where as marty's driving the truck the the name of the mall is is two trees mall and he runs one of the trees over like in the past like in the future it's called two trees mall and and, in the past he runs one of the trees over and then when he goes back to the future it's called one tree mall (laughs) it's a quick little blurb that happens and if you don't pay that you'll miss it which is i thought sorry i'm just throwing that in there you'd be funny there's a conspiracy theory regarding that oh yeah where people say that uh, that is predictive programming because they were insinuating and telling people about 9-11 before it even happened. Oh, with the towers? Yeah, which oh, is, I on. think, a big reach. But anyhow. Okay, just as long as you think it's a big reach, I'm happy. Anyway, they miss Crosshair on the ship. Um, wah, wah. Because Omega, Omega grabs uh, his uh, gear. Meaning one of his boxes that I guess he holds oh, is not uh, his penis. Okay. No, no, not his penis. It's Thank not God. that type of show. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not that felonious. Um, so uh, anyhow, they uh, they fade to the Empire where they introduce Rampart, who's Admiral Rampart. Um, he's going to be the baddie of the show. Who they yeah. already made a figure of, by the way. Oh, did they really? It's uh, it's pre-ordered and ready to go. Nice. They also touch base and introduce Project War Mantle, which is brought into uh, into fruition into the canon uh, via Rogue One. So now Project War Mantle is canon, unlike Revan. And um, they also introduce the Elite Squad, which is the first group of selected elite soldiers that volunteer to be part of the Empire. Now... Um, when they landed on the on the uh, on this planet, they had one uh, capacitor left. They put the capacitor in. It gets stolen by this moon dragon, which is known as an auto moon dragon. The moon dragon decides to take a powder. They go after the moon dragon. In the meantime, uh, as the elite squad are sitting, uh, getting tested by the Kaminoans. Cam- uh, one of the elite squad members say, with the Empire, I get paid, fed, and a roof over my head. That's more than the Republic has ever done. So yeah. right then and there, it was a nice little key scene showing that why people would sign up to be part of the Empire. Because when there's opportunity, people do whatever they can in order to get whatever they need for themselves. And speaking of over. Yeah. Also, the Kaminoans try to sell Tarkin on the clones. They try to say, hey, our clones are more skilled. Because they're based off of uh, Django Fett. Rampart states that skill can be taught, but loyalty of those willingly to enlist is a tremendous value. And then Tarkin sends them on a mission, or quote-unquote a test, to go to Autora and get uh, Sal Guerrero. Sal Guerrero? And try to do exactly what the uh, clone Batch 99 couldn't do. Um, Now, Hunter Hunter and Omega go after this uh, Moon Dragon. Hunter gets attacked by the Moon Dragon, gets his mask knocked off. Omega saves him by putting the mask on, goes after the Moon Dragon. Uh, oh, did, did you get the subtle um, allegory about uh, the COVID vac- the COVID virus during that whole thing there? 
No, please where, enlighten me. Where they have to, you know, this is from your boy Conspiracy Kyle, where they had to, you know, every, they had to wear a mask. And then, you know, Hunter's mask gets knocked off. And then he only gets better when he puts his mask back on. I had this little bit of a reach. Sorry. Me too. Me too. But I, I shout out to Conspiracy Kyle. I did his podcast this week, by the way. You did? Uh, yeah. So uh, one elite squad member, I don't think they mentioned his name in the episode, didn't want to uh, shoot any civilians because what happens is they follow through on the orders. Guerrero already left the planet. And then uh, Crosshair decides to go batshit crazy and kill everybody. He says, you guys are no good here. Um, he kills a person who does not to follow orders from the elite squad and says his killer line, which is good shoulders follow, follow orders. orders, forces the rest of the squad to finish the mission and kill the civilians. Omega gets the capacitor. Imagine that. Um, the Kaminoans, and this is a cool little scene that we spoke about in the past. They state that uh, the original material from Django is degrading. They need one of the. Uh, they need someone uh, of the of the original hosts for the new phase of clones. Um, they don't say who or what they're talking about. Ooh, who could that be? Exactly, and I know people are saying, "Well, it's probably someone from the Bad Batch." If that's the case, they already have Crosshair. Why wouldn't they just use him? But they're not. So then they they have Omega. She gets her own room, and she's all happy. And the episode ends. Yeah. Hence the reason why we didn't do a, a show about that. Yes. Anything Next. you want to add? Okay, episode four, Cornered. Um, Again, this four, one, four Cornered? Oh. oh, look at that. Four Corners to make it square. Um, so what happens? On this episode, they're flying along in their ship. They find out that they are out of rations and fuel. They need to land and try to get some. And then they find out that their ship's signature code is on a wanted list. They said they're gonna they can scramble it. They need to land in order to do it. So they land. They decided to land on a planet called Pantora. Pantora. Pan, Pantera. That's it. Pandora, like Pandora's box. No, it's Pantora. So uh, there's a guy. I forgot his name. He's like a, a nine numb. Type of alien. I forgot the yes. name of the alien. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what his name is either, but he is a, he's, a Nia Num. Yes, Nia Num. He's he's running the docking bay. He shakes them down for some scuttle. And uh, as he allows them to park there to, to scramble their code. And then sells them out to Fennec Shand. Bastard. That's right. Double fucking agent. Your favorite. <laughs> hey, well played. I know. Uh, so what happens? Fennec Shand shows up. Doc, why don't you take over? Because I don't remember the rest of the episode. Fennec Shand shows up um, and is, uh, you know, he, he, she gets the info because she knows they have Omega. And they are coming. Omega. The, Omega. They, they're coming through the town to uh, try to get some credits. And they have this fantastic idea to dress up Echo as a droid so he can kind of blend in because of his, you know, his uh, Android parts that he has now. Um, the. The the trader that they're trying to sell their, their very last remaining explosive charge to wants to lowball them on it, and Hunter is not taking it. And they decide to uh, he's like, "Oh, what about your droid?" And Hunter's like, "Uh, yeah, we could sell my droid." And then, you know, him and Echo have a little dust up about him getting sold. He's like, "Dude, don't worry about it. Just fucking dip out in the middle of the night. You're fine. It's not a big deal. You're not a droid." So they, they want to pull a fast one over on this guy. Um, all the meanwhile, Omega is you know. St- 
go dumbing through some of the you know the knickknacks that they have at the shop she picks up a a clone uh like a little clone doll which shows that the clones in this on this planet at least in this universe are are heroes because if they made action figures of them they have to be heroes right um that or they're the villains one or the other just like the one right exactly um so the uh, hunter makes the deal to tra- you know to trade the the echo droid which is really echo um uh, you know upcharges the guy the guy finally agrees they as they barter down like on a porn stars and uh echo goes into the um the room with the with the droids and immediately they realize that he's he's not one of them and uh he starts threatening their lives to shut the fuck up so <laughs> to, to not run him out which I thought was funny um all the while Fennec Shand is hunting uh, Omega. Omega, what happens? Something she chases. Oh yeah, some creature as they're driving by grabs something of hers. She's like chasing after the creature. I think she they grab the doll, the toy. Yeah, and she's chasing after the after the toy. It spits it out, and then she's kind of like sitting, you know, smack dab in front of uh, Fennec Shand, who's all, all armored up at this point. You wouldn't know it's Fennec Shand unless you know. We knew she was going to be in the show because it, it, it really didn't look like her with the mask on because she didn't wear that mask. In a, did she wear that mask in the, in the Mandalorian? She did. Briefly, the very the very first episode, right? No, I think she wore it when... when, uh, when um, she came back with Boba? Yeah. she was. I think when she was on the, on the sniper tower part. And she, she was aiming the, the weapon at, uh, at the ship, at the Razor Crest and all that. Got it. Got it. I think, I think, yes. Yeah, I have to look back. You're possibly correct. So she, you know, befriends, air quotes, Omega to try to help her get to her friends. And what she's basically doing is just trying to draw her out so she doesn't have to deal she with She's working the gimmick, Baba. Exactly. She's working the gimmick. Um, and then Omega realizes that she is, uh, she's not such a nice guy when uh, she bumps into the person holding the fruit because Omega tells her that she's hungry. And kind of cop some of the fruit in her helmet and then gives Omega the uh, the fruit. She's like, that wasn't very nice. You, know, you stole that lady's fruit. Shut up, kid. Um, and then suddenly, you know, Hunter realizes that she's gone and starts tracking her down and uh, finds her with Fennec and the two of them start to tussle, which I thought was actually a pretty good battle. Um, I love when Hunter pulls that fucking knife out. He's like, pulls it out of the sheath of his arm. And he's like, let's rock. Um, what did she do to him there? I can't remember. He, I know he threw the knife at her. She blocked it with like the top of some fucking thing. And then she's shooting at him. They're fighting. Um, the Omega in the beginning was like, this is my friend. <laughs> fucking dummy. Stupid kids. Uh, what else oh, happened? Listen, uh, you can also relate this. Uh, the Omega's negligence to her being sheltered. Yes. Very similar to a lot of the children nowadays who are sheltered within technology and within their homes. That's why they ain't got no common sense anymore. But anyway. Correct. That's, that's a little bit of a deep dive analysis on my end, but so what happens? Uh, I forgot what happens between Hunter and her. I, does she get the best of Hunter, and then she uh, does because and Omega, uh, Omega goes Omega runs off. Yeah, she right. goes into the sewers, right? Yeah, and then Wrecker finds her or something, and then Fennec fights Wrecker, kicks his ass in like one move, like beat the piss out of him. Yeah, she like jobbed him out in like one move, and uh, people were upset about that. I think that was also. The only bad part of the episode, in my opinion, um, and there yeah, was a chase. She, was a chase salon. Like she definitely like 
I was like, oh, this, is, this should be a good one. And then suddenly she like, you know, threw like two moves and he was done and out, which well, I thought was this, complete bullshit. I agree. But in the next episode that we're going to go over, episode five, they kind of say a line that um, plays into this gimmick with this Rekka. I mean, because also in episode three, we just we forgot to mention Rekka. that when they crash land, he hit his head. And when he hit his head. Like on the side where on the where on the on the on the metal part of the chair, uh, he kept holding his head where the when the inhibitor chip is the entire episode in episode three. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and it looked like he had a headache, and then um, Why, I got a headache. I had a and, sex night. <laughs> and in this episode, it looks like she got the best of him. Everyone was upset, but in the future episode, in episode five, uh, I think it was Tech who says this guy's losing his touch because he was taking yeah. forever to fight the, uh, oh, the Rancor. The Rancor, yeah, which we'll get to. Anyway. So, yeah, so Interesting. What oh, it's a little foreshadowing there. Good. I didn't pick up on that. That's pretty good. So, so these two are fighting uh, as I'm going through the episode right now, and she gets the best of Hunter. Hunter gets knocked out. Fennec dips out because the police show up, and then he radios the crew to say that, we, like we said before, that she's missing. Um. All the while, you know, the homeboy that got traded the uh, the bum droid realizes that he's not a droid and uh, and dips out. Um, we talked about Fennec and and Wrecker after the sewer the sewer gimmick, and then um, what's her face? Omega starts to scale the building to um, to try to escape, uh, and what ensues. To me, was almost like a, a throwback and a callback to episode two. Yes, correct. In the beginning, where they were chasing what's her name, Sam Wessel. Sam Wessel through the through the skies of Coruscant, where they uh, are jumping on speeders and you know and confiscating them and bouncing back and forth and doing all that all all that jazz. Um, did, did I, I like that part? But again, I, I felt it was just so reminiscent of episode two. That it was hard for me to be like, oh, they could have done something maybe a little bit different. I don't know. You I'm think? on the I'm on the other side of the fence. I love the fact that it was a throwback to episode two because it made it feel like like Lucas Star Wars as opposed to it being something totally different. You know, it was an homage, but at the same time, it was also uh, poetry rhyme. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, but my so. problem is if there's too many homages, then it's just like, okay, can we get something fucking original over here? Oh, uh, the whole fucking thing's one giant homage from start to I finish. Know. You know what I mean? Know. So, um, also, I'm gonna throw out there that I think these aliens on this planet, the blue ones that are there, were the same species that uh, when George Lucas popped up, I think he, him and his family popped up in episode three. I think they had like a little cameo. I think he was of these of this alien race. Um, so Hunter's trying to catch Omega and, um, what's her face is, is trying to give him the cock block as they're going through. She, she shoots up a speeder. She crash lands. Um, and they, he finally recovers Omega. Um, all the while Echo enlists the droids that he, that he's been befriending to help fix the ship. While and the, the one, the one droid with like the. The round top and like the springy looking arms and legs. Yep. Yep. That's a cool looking droid. Yeah. He looks like a, the, the, the droid from uh, Buck Rogers. Twinkie. Yes. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. They uh, they jump on the ship. They, they start to bolt. Uh, the knee and numb guy gets all pissed off because he, he hasn't gotten his uh, his uh, you know, his credits from uh, Fennec Shan yet. 
though she still kind of um, makes up on her uh, on her uh, on her bet and gives him the money and but wants future information. So that's how the episode ends with their um, uh, interaction with Fennec Shand, and which she, I thought was she, a good. I thought it was a good initial like run for her um, because she looked real strong, um, even though she she got defeated at the end. She still looked real strong. Yep, yep. She still she still. Uh... She still did the job, but got got over and kept her heat. And speaking of over. <laughs> but uh, the cool thing is she reaches out to her employer, and they never say who her employer is, and that's that's the, the mystery fucking carrot that's dangling in front of everyone's eyes, and no one yep. knows who it is. People are speculating it's Boba. Others are speculating it's the Kaminoans. Well, so Bob Boba would have had to have worked with her obviously before this, if you know, before Bando. Um, so is that the connection that the two of them have, where you know he saved her because they had some kind of? Well, it would be a young Boba dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly. This is, he's right over, right after Episode Three, so he's not yep. even really full fledged Boba yet. Nope. So it's you interesting know? though how if if it's going to be Boba, I don't think they, it is that they would do that. I don't think it I, is. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it is either. I think it's the Kaminoans. Um, unless it could be our boy. Um, Would John call Esposito? No, no, no. no, no. The, the bounty hunter. What's his name? The blue guy. Oh, Cad Bane. Could be Cad oh, Bane. Oh, interesting. But what, so the question is, who put a bounty out on Omega? That's the question. Yeah. You think, you think it would be the Kaminoans. But... If you know what they're talking about, the fact that this may that Omega may be a Palpatine clone, maybe it's Palpatine. That would be interesting as well. Yeah, I mean, the plot definitely thickens. Then this leads us into episode five. Uh-huh. Five time, five time, five time. WCW champion. Sorry. Um, it was called Rampage. Yep. Um, I thought it was a great episode. Uh, but I, to be honest, with you, I think all the episodes have been great. Yeah, I agree. Um, a little short in the tooth, the last three episodes, you know, but yeah, whatever. Um, so, this episode uh, started off what? They were... So, they, so they're flying out of there and they're trying to... I can't remember what they were, what, what, why they had to land at Ord Mantel for all. Could be no, that's right, because they needed a lead on... They needed oh, some yeah. information or they needed some... Of who, the, of who Fennec Shan was, right? Yep, and why. So, yeah, so, so what's his name? Tech is like, well, I, I know of an informant that the Jedi used to use in Ord Mantel. And Ord Mantel has been a planet in the uh, the Star Wars universe that has had a lot of infamy behind it. There was some dust up between, I think, Han Solo and, and uh, Dengar and Ord Mantell um, in, in, you know, in, in Legends. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's been used before this Ord Mantell planet. And they go meet Sid. Um, now, you have to remind me, was Sid in the Clone Wars? No. I don't think I don't so, think right? So I think this is just a, a theoretical, you know, theoretical... Uh, he was Jedi. a transdotion, a female transdotion. That's that yeah, with the name Sid. Uh, and uh, you know, and last then they walk in. Vicious, sometimes justice, yeah, but sometimes psycho. Um, they uh, they jump in and you know immediately break through the door and do this little video game arcade over there. And they're like, oh, "We're looking for Sid," and Sid is like, "No selling them at all. No, be the kids, get out of here." And then you know, Obiga, you know, nuzzle your Sid, and you're smarter than your than your friends are. She sounded like the chick from uh, Monsters. Tell them Marge, Marge sent you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then she finally admits that she is Sid, and they start going over, you know, what she could do for them, what they Hold could on. do for her. Did I hit the nail on the head? Is that who you say who she sounded like? Large Marge. No, I said uh, the, the chick from um, 
Monsters Inc. Mike Wazowski. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Roz, my succulent little garden snail. And who would we be scaring today? Wazowski, you didn't file your paperwork last night. Oh, that darn paperwork. Wouldn't it be easier if it all just blew away? Don't let it happen again. Yes, well, I'll, uh, I'll try to be less careless. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. Whew, she's nuts. <laughs> you left away. Must be tired. You left away too hard on that one. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> so she takes him into the little... Kind of sounds uh, like Spiro when he gets some gyro meat stuck in his throat. Yeah, it's it's about rabbit. It is good. <laughs> Come on, guys. You're real shitty chewy. Um, so they uh, they hit to the back and they start making some deals here. And, you know, they, they say, hey, we want to know who this bounty hunter is that was chasing us. And she goes, well, I don't know who it is, but I can find out. Uh, but you got to do something for me. And that's when the, uh, you know, the plot of this ATM-esque mission pops up. Um, so she says, all right, uh, this is a kid who's a, is, who's a, a child, a ch- another child, who um, is... With these slave traders, I need you to free him. His name is Mochi. Um, and uh, they roll up to where the slave traders are because they need the, they need to do this mission so they can get the information from Sid. The same slave traders that were used in Clone Wars in the arc with uh, uh, what's his name, Anakin, mm-hmm. uh, the feline species. Yep, the cat, the cat looking. Uh, not the cat in the hat, but no, not the cat in the hat. He's canceled. Um, <laughs> so they uh, they roll up and they see, you know, a, a are they rolling up dirty? Rolling dirty. They see a family down over there that has this green looking kid, the Fallons, I believe they are, or something like that. Um, and they assume that that kid is going to be a mochi. So they head down there. Did it you? To, of course, I would assume that would be mochi. So they head down there. They uh, they try to you know sneak up on there. They get jumped on. And they get their asses handed to them pretty steadily and readily, which um, I was pretty surprised as to how these cat-looking bitches were able to uh, defeat the Bad Batch so uh, quickly and easily. Um, even though, you know, they had a plan when they showed up and they were separated and they went, and they went down there. Um, oh, prior to this, they had given Omega a com. So Omega was, uh, you know, part of the team. And of course, like any kid, would you give a brand new toy to that's, you know, does something cool? She's, uh, you know, making uh, comm messages to them from across the ship, which they got pissed off about. So, uh, Bad Batch gets dispatched by these cat bitches, and they all uh, get their armor taken away from them, and they're going to get sold into slavery for themselves as well, until uh, Omega realizes that these guys roll up to see the ship, and she's like, oh, fuck, there must be something up with the Batch. So she tries to hail them, can't get them, heads over to... Um, where she thinks they're going to be by following those guys who are on the speeders, and she sees them all trapped and you know in 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 peril. And simultaneously, as the boys are like, "We got to get a message to Omega," and I think Tech was like, uh, "I think she already knows that we're down here." And then they play that game where they're like, "Oh, this would be a different fight if we had our gear," like leading her towards to get their gear so they can get over and they could beat these. Speaking of over, yeah, speaking of over. Um, which is pretty funny. So that leads into her kind of heading down there and trying to down where um, down here, trying to get their stuff. Um, 
of which uh, she gets caught as well, right? I believe in this episode. That she, yeah, she was. Uh, she got. She ended up going on the 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 crate or the cell that was holding the rancor, and yep. he, obviously you didn't know it was a rancor, and she was looking to open up the thing, and then she gets busted. Oh wait, Billy! Before that, before that, they were missing a part because we have to go back to to switch to to the conversation Sid is having with a very familiar person from the Star Wars universe. Oh, who Bib is Fortuna. that? Bib Fortuna okay. makes an appearance in this episode. Skinny Bib. Skinny did, Bib shows did, up. did you know it was him from the hologram? Because I knew right uh, away it was him. Yeah, of course. You can see it's right. It's him right away. So Bib shows up, has a conversation with Sid, where um, they're trying to get uh, Mochi back, and it seems that. Um, Mochi, actually, no. Did they mention Mochi during this? Thing, no, or did they... she just said I had my best guys on. Yes, yes, but it was a it was assumption that 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 Bib wants the kid. Um, whoever the kid's gonna be, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a little dark if if Job is getting this fucking kid. I was like, that's a little odd. Um, and then flash forward to where we're at, we're talking about where Omega, you know, sees this big cage, it's kind of like rattling back and forth, and she distracts the uh, you know, the uh, the pussy posse over there. To um, to open the cage, and then what pops out of that cage is a baby rancor, which I thought was fucking hilarious. And then the second the baby rancor popped out, I was like, ah, now this all makes sense. Yeah, I, I realized that that mochi is the baby rancor and not this kid over here. Um, I don't know if you got it at that point because you know when, if Bib was involved earlier in talking about the mission, then I figured uh, this is this is where we're at. Um, yep, which is pretty cool. So baby Ranko goes on a uh, on a rampage and starts. Uh -huh. You like that? I like what you did there. You like that? Um, and uh, starts to flip things up and down, smash things, and destroy these guys, and start kicking ass. Um, and then we, oh, we forgot to talk about the other creature that the, the reason why the bad batch got fucked up so so quickly is that flying creature that came through. It looked like a flying scrotum that you know with, with the penis attached to it that came down. Wait a minute. Oh, Big Ray Hernandez was in this fucking episode? Yes, Big Ray Hernandez was in he, he He opened his flying squirrel wings and, and floated down. His meat curtains? His meat <laughs> curtains. His beefy, curtains, beefy meat curtains. Um, so, Just kidding, Ray. I know so, you're not listening, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. So whatever that thing was, was was the reason why they got they got fucked up so quick. Did he make uh, the same sound as uh, that thing that Obi-Wan was writing in episode two? Yeah, the, the sound did sound familiar. Um, okay. I couldn't place it. I thought it may have been like that that creature, the the Nexu, or the fucking uh, the Bless Ronto. That would thank you. Bless the you. Ronto that was in uh, what you call it, but I don't know. Um, so um, during this battle, like you know, they get their armor back and they try to free the slaves. And they all right, Mochi, come with us. And the dad's like, this is no Mochi. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and then they're like, what do you mean he's not Mochi? And then they, I think they came to the realization that uh, the Rancor was going to be Mochi. Um, and Moshi. Moshi's my Jewish friends at work. Mochi. Um, so, you know, they have this big battle. Mochi is throwing everybody around, beating the piss out of everybody. The Bad Batch is trying to dispatch uh, these other guys one by one. And um, Mochi Check. squares off against Rekka. Because Tech tells him you right, have no, to be the be alpha. Before that, he oh. squares off against that flying thing and oh, beats right. the piss the out, shit of out of it. Beats the piss out of that flying thing, which better, I it was better than Kong versus Godzilla, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, jumps on top of it, smashes that thing, you know, beats it to a pulp. The thing flies off. I was hoping it would like rip his brains out or something like that, but it didn't happen. Uh, the thing flies off, and you know, now they're trying to figure out. Okay, we know this is Mochi. Uh, we have to kind of like get this thing together. So, 
He looked um, at each other and said, what are we going to do? There's too many of them. Many Sorry. of them, Master Skywalker. So, um, Tactile's record, like you said, you you know they only respond to the alpha. So to be the alpha, you have to beat them. Um, by the way, the, I, th- I thought the Rancor, as ugly as it was, was was kind of cute with his little like you know snub nose and his big fucking forehead from over there. The, you know, as Filoni does often, he makes a good job of, of making these aliens kind of kind of cutish when they need to be. Um, so you fast forward and you see Wrecker, this fucking thing, just pounding on each other back and forth, punch for punch. It looked like an old school wrestling match where they're going. It was like Ali versus Foreman. It was like Ali versus Foreman with the rope dope. One for one, one for one, one for one, and then they're done. Yay, boo! Yay, boo! Yay, boo! Like I was watching a New Japan match. Um, And uh, finally, Mochi just kind of is too exhausted and passes out, (laughs) Um, which is hilarious. He like hits the floor and the record's like you know rubbing him like okay, buddy, it's fine. But that's um, when he, that's where that's when he says that's when Tech hits him with the, everyone with the line like, "Hey, Wrecker's losing his fucking yeah. step because he's taking too long with this fucking thing." Yep. Um, I also thought it was funny when uh, when Wrecker was choking him, his tongue came out like Jabba. Did you see that? Yeah, part? yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Why well, recognize that?" Um, the Bad Batch lets go, lets the slaves go. They you know they uh, good they they free them up, but they go their own separate ways. Um, and uh, the the Batch as Sid is getting chastised by by Bib. The batch rolls in in style on the back of uh, a mochi um, as they're about to walk through the door with the two Gamorrean guards. And um, Maureen, whatever. And um, Sid's like, you see, I told you we had it all under control. And, uh, you know, the whole the uh, the homeboys pass the the three suitcases full of credits Mochi screams at seeing Bib. Bib touches Mochi. They have this little moment where they're so happy with each other. They they uh, stroll off into the sunset. Um, fake Mas Kanata gives uh, sorry Sid gives uh, these guys um, yeah. <laughs> their share of the credit, the seventy thirty cut, and then tells them, "Listen, um, I think it was actually uh, uh, probably a little bit more. She might be giving thirty three percent of that cut because it's, you know they it was it was three cases." So I got a lot more work for you, um, but also I figured out who your bounty hunter is. It's this chick named Fennec Shan, who's pretty new to the situation. Um, not much is known about her, but if she's after you guys, you guys must be, uh, you know, something special. Which I don't know how, if a new bounty hunter is after a, a bounty, there's something special. Didn't make much sense to me. Um, so they dip out with some credits and with some, uh, potentially some, you know, some new work. It's funny because they asked her, like, who hired her? Oh, I don't know. Like, really? That was the payoff? You don't know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then she's like, oh, I can keep a secret. That was not she, you know, she's like, I, I can keep a secret. I was like, all right. Now, Mochi, is that the Rancor from Return of the Jedi? Gotta be, right? I mean, come on. Has to be. How many Rancors does uh, Java own? Yeah, and, and, and the coloring was the same exact as the Rancor from, from Return of the Jedi. And you figure... X amount of years later, the Rancor is going to be much bigger than it was. So it's uh, for sure. That was the callback for that, which, you know what? I thought that was a cool callback. See, when they do things like this, which stories that, that we don't need, but what we get are pretty awesome. I thought it was cool. I was hoping to see the Rancor Keeper, you know, Malachi. I, thought, was the famous. I thought I was the fat white guy with the two green guys who was a slave. Um, you know, I was, there was two yeah, people. Yeah, 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 I don't think so, though. No, it wasn't. But I'm just saying, like, I, I thought when when the Rancor came out that maybe he would go hug him or something. Be like, oh, there's a Rancor keeper. He was a slit, you know, but no. 
You know, yeah. you know, you ever you ever see the um, they did a fan film regarding the Rancor and the and the and the and the, and the Rancor keeper when he was a kid. He finds a Rancor in a cave and they become best buds. Yeah, I think I saw this one. Yeah, wasn't as good as Bucketheads, but no. Anyhow, and that's it. That's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. That's the three episodes. Uh, Doc, anything you want to add to this uh, plethora of episodes that we've done? So, um, one for sure filler episode, which was the first the episode three, which really didn't really push much across from there. It was kind of one of those, you know, side mission things. Um, we get Fennec, which is great, and I think uh, seeing her as as their nemesis right now is um, is pretty cool. And then we get an old school OT trilogy kickback that gives us the background story for a very important character in the Star Wars lore. So um, they're doing exactly what I thought they were going to do, which is great, um, which is what we want them to do. Uh, I can't wait for the next episode. A couple days. That's, that's the problem, man. They're only yep. they're only they're only half hour long. They should be longer. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's like it's like the Clone Wars shit. You know, they, uh, they, you know, they get them in shit in, and then they're dipping out. So, no, I get it. I get it. Um, the one thing about Episode Three, though, that that was pretty interesting is this whole Project War Mantle saying how clones are insufficient and uh, we need to replace them with people who are loyal and willing to join the Empire. The Elite Squad, who was the willing troopers, one of them weren't willing to kill civilians. And it was the clone that actually got the job done. Yet yep. the elite squad got the, the the credit for everything. So it was funny how how that worked out because it's it the whole premise of the stormtrooper now is not factual. It's really uh, overstated and it's uh, falsified. Yeah, it's all based on Crosshair's actions, and he's the one who's a clone. And I think he's living with regret because when he got back to the bunker. And he started to see all the tally marks on the wall from the missions and this, that, and the other. He felt like a little bit of remorse. You saw it in his face. Yep. But uh, anyway, that could have just been a seed that's going to be a little bit of a baby face turn down the well, road. I, I mean, we, we know at some point he's probably going to turn baby face. I can't imagine them killing him. It's going to be hard to. Uh, Did to you know? I just saw in a uh, episode uh, on YouTube um, the newest comic from uh, Star Wars and um, Jabba the Hutt's most uh, viable competition within the Hutt cartel does business with Darth Vader. Yeah, I saw, a, I saw that too. And he, he's like a Mike Verna Hutt. He has abs, he has muscles. You know what I'm saying? He's not a fat Hutt like Jabba. He he's like, he's, he, this guy's a fucking diesel Hutt. So I popped this Yeah. He's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of Hutts. Anyhow. How do they work out with those small arms? I have no fucking idea, bro. No idea. I figured you would tell me because you have small arms you work out, so. That hurts. <laughs> number one, I don't, I don't have small arms. <laughs> <coughs> number two, <coughs> I'm tired, so go fuck yourself. And number three, <laughs> I don't know where they can find you at. You can also find me every Friday on the on the Rational Rage podcast on the Rational Rage Network. The show's gone through a bit of an evolution. It's no more anger-filled rant fest about politics because that shit just does no good to anybody's soul. It just divides us all. So now it's just a show where people come on, they hang out, we have a few drinks, and we talk about anything. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spirit on. That's it, guys. 
Doc, let them know where they find you at. <laughs> well, guys, it's been great. Uh, you can find me at Dr. <laughs> D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-O-Y-O Instagram, Alex Royo MD on Facebook. Uh, sorry, Twitter, and Alex Royo on Facebook. Boys, uh, and all 60 fans, I just got to tell you, it's been great. You can follow me at, at Greek on Twitter, Instagram, Demetrius on Facebook. Greek Papadon is a YouTube channel. Uh, so go watch all my matches and promos. Subscribe, like, hit the notification bell, leave some comments, and go pro wrestling tees slash Greek Papadon. Save 20% by using the code Memorial. This Memorial Day weekend, you can get yourself some GGP shirts for a cheaper amount of credits. Uh, you can find all of us together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, New Force Order at yahoo.com is the email. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. For allowing us to review the Bad Batch and inform you on what the hell is going on. Hopefully we enlightened you. Hopefully we entertained you. And uh, you had a grand old time. This has been another informative yet entertaining edition of I Got 99 Problems But A Batch Ain't One. Brought to you by the New Force Order. Laugh, and that's just too sweet. Down the batch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>